0: Growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Makes me smile every time the show starts Plants, flowers, trees and stuff So I may start off with some stuff this morning Eight minutes after six o'clock And a good Saturday morning to you together again Ashley Frasca here in the host seat Green and growing for the next three hours If you're new to the show Welcome, you've heard 30 seconds, I hope you like what you've heard But no, we have a full show today, we have a lot going on I'm going to get into some some stuff, things that don't fall into the plants and trees category here um, At the bottom of the hour, Walter Reeves, he hosted the Lawn and Garden Show at this very time On this very station for 26 years, but he comes back, he comes back every Saturday morning uh, Things that we've been thinking about, things that we've heard people talking about Things that are topical, we revisit those topics and kind of, uh, you know Flush into them a little bit more So we're going to be talking about pre-emergent So if you don't know If you have a lawn, you've got to know What a pre-emergent is It's a chemical, it's a herbicide That is going to prevent weeds So you're really helping yourself out Using these two or three times a year You have to time it just right So you get to the weed seeds You know, as they fall into the ground Gotta get to them before they germinate and become weeds Because then you have a whole other set of problems On your hands So fall and spring are typically the times of year We want to think about that So we're ready to, you know, preparing to combat Winter weeds that are just going to make Your warm season grass Look bad It's dormant, everyone expects it to go dormant It's going to be brown You can tell which neighbors have Bermuda and centipede and which have fescue Which are going to stay green But you don't want a lot of little green leafy weeds Popping up out of that dormant grass So we're going to try to get ahead of that Talk everything pre-emergent with uh, Walter Reeves At the bottom of the hour Coming up at 7 o'clock from 7 to 8 I'm going to be joined by Erica Glazner So many of you that have listened to the show for years Know that she is an author She used to host a garden television show um, She's worked at many of the garden Outlets and groups here throughout Metro Atlanta Most recently she is a volunteer coordinator At Piedmont Park And I can't wait to hear the exciting things That they've got going on And maybe some opportunities for you And Erica may stick around And uh, help answer some of your calls And questions as well And then Pike Nursery We've got fall on the brain Right? Talking about pre-emergent Getting your lawn ready for fall and winter And Pike does too. Pike is starting to get all of the fall things in. It won't be too long before you see pumpkins. So we're going to be talking about mums and ornamental peppers, different fall plants that you're able to use now to kind of transition out of those summer annuals. Some are starting to fade. If you've kept up with watering and deadheading, I think they should be looking pretty good. Um, You've still got another maybe month or so out of those summer annuals. They'll be just fine. So I invite you to call 404 872 0750 is the number, and I'm going to ask a couple of things of you. You know, this isn't only a question and answer show. You can weigh in, you can share advice, you can share tips and things that have worked for you. Um, but I do answer questions as well. But so, one of the things I wanted to ask you uh, farmer's lore or gardening lore, things that you've heard. That you know, maybe they've proven true through generations of your family Maybe not, but it'd be interesting to know So when I was doing a little show prep this week um, I like the Farmer's Almanac and the old Farmer's Almanac Don't really know the difference, but they're two different entities But the Farmer's Almanac, here's some weather lore for you And this caught my attention Because on this particular day this week when I was doing show prep um, Our meteorologist, Christina Edwards, was talking about how foggy it was I think it was Wednesday morning It was just so foggy and the fog was so slow to burn off so here they say, for every fog in August, there will be a snowfall. And they remind us that weather lore relies on the notion that there is a strong cause and effect, you know, relationship between nature and the weather, which, of course, we know that to be true. And, uh, you know, humor me by, by sharing another one, too. See how high the hornet's nest, twill tell how high the snow will rest. Oh, my gosh. So that's uh, that applies to me, because I've got bald-faced hornet's They've got a nest in my magnolia tree Right beside the driveway Thank goodness it's just above the height Where the car and the truck won't hit it As we go up and down the driveway But uh, it's larger than a football at this point I'm leaving those guys alone They've left us alone I walk the dog up the driveway They don't They don't bother us I'm trying not to bother them um, But I- I'm taking my chances So it's hard to say how high that hornet's nest is Because my driveway is elevated So it's not really, you know, horizontal to the ground Um but I, it's taller than the car is. It's higher up than the car is tall. So, how high or low predicts snow? Do you believe that? I don't. I don't know if I do. Um, and when my husband and I are, you know, driving through countryside, I mean, we live kind of toward northwest Georgia. If I see cows laying down, yeah, I know the cows need to rest. I've I've never had a farm. I've never had cows on my own. But sure, they they need to sit down and and take a break every now and then. But when I see cows laying down in the pasture. I have been told that that's a sign that it's going to rain. They are indicating to us that it's going to rain. Don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds awfully good. So just different little indicators in Mother Nature that we may be given need to pay attention to. They may be telling us something. So if you think there's any truth to every fog in August, there will be a snowfall. Well, by golly, Christina Edwards and I will start tracking that right now. Go back and look, and I'll let you know uh, how many foggy mornings we had in August, and then we'll... uh, We'll revisit that maybe in March, 404 750 And something else I've been noticing, I'm filling up the feeder, the bird feeder, a lot more often. Um, the birds are going through that bird seed like crazy. I've got kind of a mix of millet and the regular cheap bird seed, but I've also got some nut mix in there as well. So they're pretty lucky. They've got peanuts, sunflower seeds, things like that, that they're picking through. Ah, uh, feeding behavior is probably going to change with the change in the season. You know they're they're pretty intuitive. They can tell that we're slowly coasting into a little bit different season. And the daylight hours, believe it or not, are getting shorter and shorter. Maybe be tough to notice right now, but they are one bird that I've noticed in particular is the downy woodpecker. I've always got the smaller black and white woodpecker at the feeder. And is along with the red-bellied The red-bellied is the really long one With like the bright orange mohawk on his head So I have these two But the downy woodpecker I started noticing with him coming more and more often um, I wondered if he was nesting So I did have to look that up on the Audubon um, website And no, so they they are done nesting in July So I may just be seeing the babies Maybe I'm seeing multiple And and think it's the same guy um, Coming to the feeder over and over But so they finish nesting in July, which is pretty interesting. And the male and the female birds, they have separate feeding areas going into fall and early winter. And then they kind of form their pairs by late winter. So the family starts to form in late winter. That's really interesting. And you'll notice kind of where their cavity is. Their cavity could only be maybe 12 feet off the ground. So it wouldn't be too hard to see a cavity um, maybe in a dead limb or a dead tree, and I know exactly where they're going on my sweet gum tree. I can I can tell um, the cavity entrance. They often surround it by lichens or something like that. They're going to find that you know silvery blue part if if any lichens are on the tree, which are not harmful to the tree at all. And kind of uh, excavate the cavity around that because it camouflages it a little bit, right, to any predators. And a friend of mine at tennis practice the other day We were talking about our hummingbird feeders and, and bird behavior and things like that And she moved from Mississippi But she noticed a bird who I would have thought Probably at a distance was a house wren um, A little brown bird Kind of fat a, a Plump little bird But that tail, that brown tail Kind of sticks straight up when he hops around A house wren But upon further reflection She was able to get close enough to it To see black and white stripes going um, Vertically down his chest an oven bird. I don't know if any of you have heard on or heard of an oven bird, but that's what uh that's what Carol saw. So they look for food near the ground. They pick through the leaf litter, so they may be underneath your feeders if you want to look down and kind of spot a new bird, at least new to me, kind of brown, kind of a yellowish brown, the top of his coat. And like I said, the chest is spotted almost striped black and white. So interesting. I mean I've I've had a ton of Bird books you know birds that are common in Georgia For years and the oven bird is just Not something that I've seen and no it's not a turkey It's not a turkey his name is the Oven bird so some interesting Things there Um, You know just notice their behavior notice What they're doing and also Protect yourself too against window Strikes you know as the birds fly into your Windows once you've Cleaned them really, really nicely with Windex, and they look so great to us being inside the house looking out, but make sure you put the screens on the windows, you don't have anything reflective hanging on the insides of the windows, that's what's going to draw the birds to the window, and there's nothing sadder than a bird strike, and and that's how he... He has to go So four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. I put out that challenge to you guys What kind of garden lore do you hear That you believe or not And Chuck in Gainesville You've got one, I love it my man How are you?
0: Hey, good morning Ashley, good morning I'm the guy with the leaning tree that didn't send you the Pictures last uh, Saturday I promise I'm going to do that
2: Yeah, um, um, and you know, did you get my email address Off the air?
0: I have not, Okay, so
2: I'm going to make sure I put you on hold When we're done talking and you do that Yeah, because Jeff and uh, Raphael were here with Premier Tree Solutions And they asked me, they're like Did the guy with the leaning tree ever send you a picture? So (laughs) yeah, we're going to diagnose it for you So be sure to do that, great
0: Thank you, yes My dad, for years and years He would say when those Burfidae hollies Get covered up with the red berries Uh That's a sign of an extremely cold winter Is on the forecast And pretty much, dad was right
2: Oh, Chuck, are you still there? I am here. Oh, okay. You um, went out for a minute. So the I more I, berries, dad, the colder the winter. Yeah, the, yeah, I'm by a tower here. My father,
0: my dad used to say those berfidae hollies, when they're covered up with red berries... You're going to find it's going to be a very cold or snowy winter That God provides more food for the birds
2: hmm. There's something to that I really like that And I, I believe that is likely true So Burford Holly's beautiful A lot of you have them in the landscape They can get enormous But so the more berries, the colder the winter I could believe that I really could believe that Chuck, that's cool I like that one I like that your father told you that one Hang tight I'm going to make sure you get my email address To send along the picture of the tree and how we can help with that, I'm glad you called I'm going to talk to Mike here in just a minute A comment on August and maybe plants we could be thinking about But we got to step out, we got to check traffic and weather We did have a red alert, meaning an interstate shutdown in Metro Atlanta a little while ago don't think that's the case now But we're going to take a break and we'll be back It's Ashley Frasca, you're listening to Green and Growing on WSB
3: It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to green and growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News & Talk.
2: Thank you, Scott. You want to know how to plan your weekend accordingly? Well, we've got you. Right now it's already 75 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta, looking at partly cloudy skies today and tomorrow. Only a 10% chance for a stray shower Partly cloudy, that said, high of 89 Tomorrow, very similar high of around 90 And the rain moves back in on Monday Your complete forecast coming up in less than 10 minutes Here on 95.5 WSB Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: Alright, I'm speaking to myself on this one Did summer do a number on your mulch? Or did you even lay mulch down in the spring? Yeah, no, I didn't And I'm paying for it I see all of the weeds So... Refresh mulch beds before the weather turns cool It prevents weeds It helps plants retain moisture It has a neater, cleaner look Yeah, I pulled up next to a guy In the QT parking lot the other day Who had a truck bed full of bags of mulch And I I wanted to befriend that guy And say, come to my house We could could have a party Um, So definitely do that You need to refresh the mulch pretty soon Uh, You know, get out there in the early part of the day and, And you'll be happy with it Number two, pull English ivy out of your trees The leaves act like a sail in a thunderstorm You don't want the tree to find its way Onto your roof Okay so Be able to pull Any of that down That you can And also once you Cut at the ground Whether you use a weed eater Or not Be careful if you're Using a weed eater Because you could Hit into the cambium Layer of the tree And the tree's not Going to be real happy With that But try to cut the The ivy At the base of the tree Go up about two feet And cut it And pull out that Dead segment right there And that's going to Stop everything from Growing Up into the tree And number three Make a slug trap From a small board Raise it about an inch Off the ground By putting small stones Or pebbles under it That'll attract slugs They'll go underneath Where it's shady Check it at noontime Scrape them off Put them in a bucket Of soapy water Uh, If you have a large area Covered with English ivy Again Thin it out Occasionally allow The ground to dry Underneath And you won't have Little infestations Of slimy slithery things There All right. Up next Mike from Demarest Good morning Thanks for calling
3: yeah, good morning uh, As far as the fogs go in August yeah. For about, tw- about 20 years I've been keeping track of that oh. And there was one year That it didn't pan out The way the fogs predicted Whoa. But what I did see was Whenever there's a dense fog I think it's happened four times In Haversham County okay. In 20 years It was more than three inches of snow
2: Holy cow it, So 19 year, out of 20 years it was right What's that? 19 out of 20 years that you've kept track, it was right?
3: Yep, yep Whoa, and
2: In Habersham County, is that up near the South Carolina line, like Tacoa area?
3: No, uh, yes, just right below Tacoa.
2: Okay, oh But wow. what, I,
3: what I saw this year was there was one dense fog and then four light fogs okay. So if it holds true, we should probably only have snow on the ground maybe one time this
2: year Wow We'll
3: see We'll see what happens.
2: I love that you track that. So, what? Wh- I mean, what do you define as a, a dense fog when you hear the meteorologist talking about it, and it just uh, is really slow to burn off in the morning?
3: Slow to burn off. You got to use your high, your low beams uh-huh. the whole way. Maybe see a quarter of a mile.
2: Yeah. Wow, Mike, I am you know. so glad that you've tracked that Because that was the first I'd heard of it And I mean, I'm I'm a southerner, wow. I grew up here But <laughs> alright, so you check back with me Like I said, February okay. or March We'll compare notes and see And I mean, you know, okay. the likelihood of you getting snowfall You're a little further north than Metro Atlanta, of course So yeah. Thank you so much okay. for that Have a great yeah, morning okay. You too. Oh, I think that's fascinating, guys. I'm excited. So, there may be something to the lore in the farmer's almanac. See, it's there for a reason. I pop up with random things every now and then. You just never know. All right, time to take a break and check news, weather, and traffic. And waiting on the Georgia gardener, Walter Reeves, to call here in less than 10 minutes. We're going to be talking about pre emergent for your lawn. You don't want to miss it. You want to get ahead of the winter weeds. We got you. Stay tuned. It's green and growing on WSB.
0: growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries.
0: On 95.5 WSB.
2: Welcome back to Green and Growing a little past 6:30 on your Saturday morning. Ashley Frasca here. You know the time of day. You find these conversations really helpful and to be quite honest, I do too. We love picking the brain of the Georgia Gardener. Walter's
1: wondering. Walter's wondering. The definitive questions and answers from WSB's OG Garden Guru, Walter Reeves.
2: Do you mind if we pick your brain? Does it hurt a little bit? I was just
1: thinking, if you were know, to pick my brain, you're going to have every bit of my brain this morning. I was going to all just focus right on you, Ashley. Good morning. How are
2: you? <laughs> Good morning. I've given you time to uh, wrap up the the breakfast and relax a little yeah, bit in bed. There you go. So we appreciate you coming on, Walter And I always try to think of timely topics Because I don't want to waste your time So things that I know you know a lot about And uh, here we are getting toward Labor Day, right? And we start to think of that as a shift in the season Kind of winding out of summertime into fall People already thinking about fall gardening And things of that nature So my first thought as it pertains to lawns you know, we're going to kind of start to back away from our warm season lawns a little bit. Not much left there to do, of course, Lay layoff fertili- uh, fertilization and things like that. But pre-emergent, we need to buy pre-emergent. We need to put it down. What does that do for us?
1: The most pressing thing that lawn owners have is controlling weeds in the lawn. Weeds come in. All of a sudden, they have a lawn. And one of the best ways to control weed is to just- or it terminates before the even little seed comes out of the ground, stop it and put down a chemical called a pre-emergence. stops the seeds, and that's a great thing to do. It's easy to do. It's easy. It had many, many less weeds than it would ordinarily. So pre-emergence are put down at two different times. One is in the fall for the winter weeds. One is in the spring for the summer weeds. Now is the time for the fall weeds to be controlled with a pre-emergence.
2: Funny, well not funny, but we think of September 15th You know, we have certain dates as gardeners April 15th with tomatoes and vegetable gardening September 15th, pre-emergence in the lawn And really, I've learned from Clint Waltz And I've learned from you over the years If you're putting this chemical down to stop a seed from germinating you got to get to it before it even starts to germinate Or else it's too late It's better to do this early rather than late So that's why we're talking about it at the end of august it's not going to hurt to do it now yeah you may have september 15th circled on the calendar but uh, the benefits of doing it a week or two early walter
1: if you can remember it now it's better than trying to hurry up and get it down around the middle of the month and you can buy your pre-emergent now if you want to and not apply it till the 15th but just get it done sometime. I mean, the first, first couple of weeks of september is really a good time because that is before we're sure before any of the seeds are going to germinate so you're sure to be in time Do it before the seeds get up out of the ground.
2: Right. And when we're at the nursery, pike nursery or the garden centers, things like that, what are we looking for on the bag? I don't know that it necessarily says, hey, pre-emergent, here I am. So what are are
1: we looking for? Many times it would say pre-venter, pre-venter. So weed preventer, that's usually going to be a pre-emergent. It will say controls weeds by stopping the germination. That's one of the key things to look for germination on the label. Anything that says pre much though, is going to generally say something about stopping the weeds, preventing the weeds, making sure the weeds don't appear in your lawn.
2: Any chemical or any product that's out there that has this that's kind of sold as a twofer, like it does this and it does something else?
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. There's some that are fertilizers and pre-emergent. I'm real shy. I don't really like buying two products. So generally, I think you've got it pre-emergent situation, put a pre-emergent out. If you need to fertilize, put a fertilizer out. No. I don't like combining the two. Sometimes I do see them, and I don't think it's a great idea to put a pre-emergent and a fertilizer out at the same time. So, the, let me see. I'll give you some names right now. Pre-emergent. HALS is one great mm-hmm. pre-emergent. that goes fabulously well to prevent weeds from germinating. Uh, Bayland is another one. Uh, Gallery is another one. So, all these different products are out there, and they say, that what, they say what they do on the label. And um, if you look looking get the right stuff, you'll be set to go for the whole winter time. You will have chickweed and some of the weeds that really don't show up until early spring, But you won't have any of them. Even the annual bluegrass. The annual bluegrass is a horrible weed to control. If you put a pre-emergent out, it will not show up, and you're going to have to worry about it this year.
2: That's good. And and products like Scott's, you mentioned halts, their their line halts. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of these bags will mention crabgrass in particular. Now are we wanting to yeah, do well. Yes, yeah, so are we wanting to do that now or is that more of like the spring pre emergent to prevent that in the summer?
1: Even though it says prevents crabgrass, it still prevents any grass. And so the annual bluegrass is controlled with the same stuff. They control grass. The so if it controls the grasses, it would be good to go for crabgrass and for annual bluegrass and any other grassy weed that you have.
2: Now, recently I posted something um, on the Facebook page, Walter, and you probably saw it, the Green and, Gro- Green and Growing WSP Facebook page. And I ripped yep. a picture off of your website because you had a great picture <laughs> right there of Creeping Charlie of Dichondra Ooh, yeah. and Pennywort all next to each other to denote the difference. All small little round weeds that just grow prolifically in the yep. yard kind of pointed out the difference of the three. Um, and folks are overwhelmed with Dollar Weed, with Pennywort. I mean, that's the response I'm getting to that post. Sure. And all three are pretty tough. They're tough to combat. Um, but talk about the effect of effectiveness, at least, if there is any, on those three in particular, using a pre-emergent.
1: All three of them are perennial, but they also have seeds. Mm-hmm. So you get two—you get two ways to control that weed. One is just spray a weed it on it and pull it up, or you can put a pre-emergent out and prevent the seeds from coming up too. So if you have any of those you mentioned—fennel, dollar weed or creeping people, put a pre-emergent. It keeps the seeds from germinating, sure, but it also gives you a sort of the easier way to control it by a year is now only has to control them by pulling apples and weeds killer on them, so it's a good to put a pre emergent out, even though it's a perennial weed. That's a good time to put it down,
2: yeah. I mean, you got to get ahead of it reseeding itself. So, the more yeah. you're able yeah. to remove manually or spray, that's going to you know lessen the likelihood of it being able to reseed. But boy, those are tough. Um, what are some they other sure ones? Are. What are some other winter weeds that even if we use a pre emergent now within the next two or three weeks? We're still going to likely see winter weeds, right? It's not 100% effective, but what are some of those weeds that we're expected to see that we're trying to combat?
1: I was saying just now about chickweed. Chickweed is a, is a is prolific, probably is a penny more than previous Charlie are. But if you really don't see it sprouting or you don't see it growing, I guess, until sometime in, I see mine in February... And so you may see the little big, tiny seedlings coming out of the ground between now and February. But when it hits water in February, there's a little bit of warm weather, it'll explode in growth across your lawn or across your garden. So chickweed is one of the big broadleaf weeds to control with a pre emergent We need to talk about identification. That's important. You just mentioned the, the pictures that you ripped off of our website. But you can also look at my website for pictures of each one of these weeds. And once you know you have it, once you know you have the the particular weed that you have, then that's the time to get the framework out and put it out to so control that particular weed.
2: Yeah, and I'll say there's a publication uh, from the University of Georgia Extension. When you go to extension.uga.edu, they've got a great resource there with like a, a list, a table of, you know, common weeds in Georgia. <laughs> when you when you see them, when you need to treat them, their their common name, their specific name, that's pretty helpful.
1: Yeah, some of the weeds, they'd have a, a few seeds but they don't reproduce themselves mostly by seed. And so a premerger is really not helpful with them. I'm thinking nutgrass now. Yeah. Those nut sage or nutgrass is very rarely spread by seed. But boy, it can spread by runners just like crazy. And premerger really doesn't help with nutgrass or nutsage, but it really does help to pull it out and get it out of there. And you have it, but well, it's a ooh, that's another the
2: richest friend. <laughs> for sure. So, talking about good resources, Walter, um, and you did not set me up for this, but I always, for years, answering phones for your show, led folks to your website to look up that lawn care calendar. When they search lawn care calendar, yeah. it was always advised that they print off the one for their grass, whether it was centipede or Bermuda or fescue, whatever. Um, to know that 12-month program Each month what you need to be doing So let's talk about the warm season grasses We've got our centipede, sure. we've got our St. Augustine We've got our Bermuda um, Things are winding down Of course they're not close to dormant yet But they're headed that way Anything we need to be doing or maybe not be worried about With those lawn grasses right now?
1: It's interesting that my was seeing lawn That I have a little patch down in the front yard So it's now Mondo grass i noticed that I haven't had to mow that for now two or three weeks almost, and I guess it's a mowing little It simply stops growing, and most of the mowrises season grass are the same. They stop growing sometime in August. I mean, you have to start mowing because you still have keep evenly mowed at the right height and all that. But it's interesting to see, like you said, they wind down. They stop growing and don't have much to do right now. It's not the time to fertilize anything except fescue. Fescue mm-hmm. is a great long grass. That's how to fertilize It's in September. First set for fertilization for fescue uh, is September, and that's going to be in November. So, fescue fertilize, the rest of them, we just leave them alone. Let them wind down, as you say.
2: Now, what about filling in low spots or bare spots? Don't worry about that now. We could
1: a little bit. If you had some sod, which not many places still have sod. Little pieces of uh, grass that is grown over your sidewalk, or over your driveway. You can pick those up and put them into the low spots. Which you put a little till dirt in there. You know, and you have the till dirt and the piece of soil or piece of grass that you put in there. they have, I think they have time to grow between that frost. Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Very good. Well, hey, so on the garden to-do list uh, this Saturday, I'm talking about slugs and s- snails, and that's pretty interesting, yeah. and I want to carry that over into next Saturday, Labor Day weekend with you. You've got some uh, funny tips and tricks and ways of dealing with those slippery little guys. We- can we talk about that?
1: And the good news is, it's all fun when you, <laughs> when you control the slugs and snails, and you'll see why when we talk about it next week.
2: <laughs> that is, that's fun. All right, Walter, take care. Thank you so much for making it easy for us this weekend. Not a lot to do in the lawn, but get that pre-emergent, right?
1: Great idea. Ashley.
2: Thanks, Walter. We'll be back. It's green and growing. Of course, you're listening to 95.5 WSB. A nice weekend in store for us I think we deserve it Today the high around 89 is going to be partly cloudy A small stray shower or storm is possible That's pretty much every day if you're new to Georgia In the summertime, for sure. Partly cloudy. Same tomorrow with a high around 90 degrees. Low only reaching 70. It's about 75 right now. The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing and our own meteorologist Christina Edwards and Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz along in less than 10 minutes to give you your complete forecast coming up.
0: Green, green
2: and growing.
1: Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend.
2: Pretty easy, nothing too backbreaking for you this weekend Get out there while it's still cool Number one, did summer do a number on your mulch and your garden beds? Well, you can refresh it now Remember, for mulch to really be effective and weed control it needs to be at least two to three inches thick So do that now before the weather turns cool That'll help prevent those weeds And help retain moisture as well, and also just a neater, cleaner look for you. Number two, pull English ivy out of your trees. Now's a good time because you know the strong winds can bring a tree down that's weighted down with poison or uh, with English ivy. So do that and also mow over it. Mow over it right now, spray the new growth, but the most effective time for control is in the spring. So keep that in mind, put that on the calendar. Uh, Number three, make a trap. This would be fun for the kids to catch slugs. Walter came up with this, a small little board, maybe six by six or eight by eight. Propped up, raised off about an inch off the ground with small stones So they're attracted to the shady underside of the board Check it about lunchtime Scrape them into a bucket of soapy water Just bring them somewhere else Because we don't want them eating your hostas and other things Um, If you have a large area covered in English ivy Thin it out so that the area underneath can dry out That's going to eliminate a breeding site for them As well as kind of removing big stones, rocks, bricks from the ground Because you know you find them and and the roly-polies underneath as well so there you go, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Up next, Virginia from Sandy Springs. Good morning, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm really good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine, thank you. All right. So you've got a great question for me.
4: Well, I've, I, this is my first time to do this, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I've, I've they've been in. I put them in a, uh, some perlite and, and mag moss in little cups. They're in a hot I created the little hothouse in a big plastic tub And you're talking about hydrangea cuttings, right? Yes, okay. yes, yes, I am mm-hmm. I'm talking about hydrangeas And um, did that about five weeks ago And I just checked one yesterday very carefully And I have roots Oh, good So I'm very excited about that But I don't know what my next steps Do I put them in bigger pots over the winter? Or do I put them in the ground? Uh, what do I do next?
2: How tall are they now?
4: Did you say uh, they haven't gotten any taller? They're about to, they're the same height that they were when I put them in the in the little plastic cups.
2: Okay, and I
4: you know I took the leaves all the leaves off except the two at the top and cut them in half mm. so they look like an airplane about to take off. Um, and I've got about twelve little cups of them. So I plan to give some of them away, but. When I give them away I like to give instructions On what to do next So
2: So if if they've got You know Enough roots That they're able to Stand upright by themselves In the soil I would think Mm -hmm. They're okay You know Give it another couple of weeks September is going to be Ideal for planting trees For planting shrubs Um, The air temperature Cools down The soil temperature Cools down So those roots Aren't going to be Stressed You know, Because of the heat and defined water As well we're going to get more dependable Rainfall in the fall so give it another few weeks But I would go ahead and put them in the ground In September Um, if they're still Kind of small though Virginia put some Kind of protection around them just so they don't get Trampled by the landscapers or the deer Right you know you and someone Walking through mowing maybe right? Uh, Put some kind of little you know Garden border around it or even stake It up with a little I I would use a stake Like that I use on my irises just Stake it up and make sure it, it kind of stays Sturdy but September is going to be a good Time to plant anything You propagated from cuttings back over the Summertime
4: and as Far as the medium the soil Do I leave them do I put Put that uh, peat moss Perlite mixture in with the the Soil and mix that around before I put them in You
2: certainly can yeah there's There's not enough of it that's really going to You know, Stay relevant once the roots really start Reaching out but what you want to do is Dig up that earth pretty well go out Wider than you do deep I mean the root System I know is very shallow but loosen Up the ground real well Wider than than depth because those roots Are going to spread out horizontally so um, Just make sure that that's a good environment Introduce you know some new soil But uh, just everything real loose and the Roots will have a very easy time just sliding Right through that dirt
4: okay great Thank you very much one one yeah. real quick thing, sure. you you and, and Walter were talking about pre-emergent, but if I'm going to s- oversee with fescue, I do not put the pre-emergent down. Is that
2: right? That is correct. And a lot of people time it out to where if they're doing the pre-emergent now, this early, oh. I mean, like we've always gone by the date, like I was telling him, September 15th, but earlier is better. So if we do it now, you still could seed in October. That's spaced enough you know, to where okay. it's not going to um, affect the fescue seed. So you gotta wait at least six to eight weeks in between. But if you're you know, if you've got a healthy enough lawn and you're just kinda overseeding and filling in spots, I wouldn't even mess right. with the pre emergent. Just do your fescue seed. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank great, you so Virginia, much. Virginia, yes, thank you for the call. Really good to hear from you. And I'm so proud of you because I know it takes patience. Oh, it takes patience to propagate something But that's fantastic I propagated um, a cutting from Mickey Gazaway's Confederate Rose And man, that thing is tall, it's happy It's got a lot of leaves I've had it in a large pot on the back deck Same with you, Virginia I'm putting it out in the ground in a few weeks I can't wait I'm going to give it a lot of space I know Confederate Rose gets really, really big but uh, I need some privacy So I'm going to put it At the edge of the yard All right, 404-872-0750 Coming up at 7 o'clock Erica Glazner joins me And we'll be answering Your questions together You're listening to Green and Growing On WSB